fiery horse with the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high silver, the Lone Ranger. Indian companion Toto, the daring and resourceful masked rider of the plains, led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. Nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Tuttle recognized both the young and the old man who were having an argument on the edge of the railhead camp. One was Jim Wilson, just returned from college in the east, and the other was his father Jeff, an old-timer, one of the first freighters in the country. A crowd started to gather around the two men. Tonto dismounted and walked closer so that he could hear what was being said. Don't pack up your dirt, proud and come home. You're no son of mine, you hear that? I'm through with you for good. But no much. Either you're coming or you ain't. Now, make up your mind about it. What's going on here? Nothing, Mr. Connie. Nothing, eh? Ain't you got no gratitude for the way I brung you up and sent you to school? Don't it mean nothing to you that I slaved all my life to build up a business so I could turn it over to you? But that's just the point. Now that the railroad's here, you can't make any money freighting my wagon. Who says the railroad's here? Your eyes ought to tell you that. Uh, listen, you can... Oh, this is Mr. Carney, the head engineer. Oh, Mr. Carney, the head engineer. Well, Mr. Carney, head engineer, let me tell you this. Faders was plenty good for the folks that opened up this country. Nobody that ever depended on me for food and supplies was ever disappointed. 
I carried them through in spite of engines and outlaws and blizzards and cloudbursts. I know you did, Mr. Wilson. Don't you, Mr. Me. All right, Jeff, then. I've heard about you, and I think you did some great work in the old days. Yes. But times have changed. Freighters aren't fast enough nowadays. Why not? They get there when they're expected. That's all anybody can ask. You'll find out that you're wrong. You're just being stubborn, Paul. Stubborn, eh? Is that your last word to me, son? Jeff, why did you let your son go east and study to be an engineer if you didn't want him to use what he learned? I didn't know he was learning to build railroads. He told me he was studying to be a surveyor. George Washington was a surveyor. That suited me fine. There's plenty of surveying he can do without messing around the railroad. Oh, you just saw because the railroad means the end of the freighting business. Yes. Why don't you look at things straight? All right. I'm looking at you straight, son. Are you coming home with me or not? I'm not a kid. You can't order me around. You stand here? I sure am. And if you stick to freighting, then it's up to me to earn money for the two of us. The railroad's here to stay, and I'm staying with it. We'll see about that. You ain't one yet, Connie. Steady there. Let me tell you this. There's a lot of folks around these parts feel the same way I do. We don't want the railroad. And we won't stop at nothing to keep you from getting it built. You don't mean that, Pa. Plain English and gospel truth. We'll fight you to the last ditch. Get up there. Otto listened to the railroad men's talk for a few minutes, and then returned to Scout. He mounted and rode into the wooded hills that lined the railroad right of way. Just at dusk, he reached the Lone Ranger's camp, and there he told the masked man everything he had heard. Jeff, good friend of yours, Kimasabi. Him must remember time you catch outlaws that hold up freight wagons. That was before Jim went east. Ah. Maybe you talk to him. I can't believe that Jeff meant what he said. All railroad men think he mean it. He wouldn't destroy property or endanger anyone's life. Him plenty mad. He couldn't be bad enough for that. So, uh, what about his trouble Carney's been having with his chief assistant? Well, Tonto not find out anything. Me see, feller, though. Oh, Warner? Ah, him in crowd that listened to Jeff. Well, we know from the experience the U.P. had with him that he isn't to be trusted. I... What do you think? He might try to take advantage of Jeff's threat to make some more trouble on his own. And then Jeff get blamed. Yes. I wonder if Warner has any friends in Carlton. Him talk with feller called Bat Gowan there. Bat looked like outlaw to Tonto. I'm sure that all the railroaders are loyal to Carney. And Warner would need outside help if he were to try anything. You had better keep an eye on Gowan. Uh, Tonto, do that. I'll ride down to Carlton with you and wait for you outside the town. All right, let's go. Easy. 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 Warner rode into Carlton that night at midnight. He hitched his horse in front of the Palace Hotel and then walked down the street to the Silver Rail Cafe. Bat Gowan was lounging near the door. I want to have a talk with you, Bad. Sure. Come on inside. We'll have a drink. No, too many people. This is better. Nobody around but that Indian lying against the building. Oh, he's asleep. Now, what's on your mind? 
We had a little excitement out at the camp today, Bat. Oh, yeah? Another row with Connie? Oh, nothing like that. An old coot named Jeff Wilson, who runs a freighting company, got sore. Told Connie he was going to wreck the railroad. <laughs> oh, yeah? Well, thanks for the tip. Maybe he can use some help. I'll look him up. No, you won't. Why not? Sounds like a job me and the boys could handle. He didn't mean it. He was sore. Yeah, too bad. I don't think so. It's a chance I've been waiting for. I'm ready to do business with you, Beth. Yeah? How many men have you got in town? Half a dozen. There's more camped out of ways. I can get as many as you need. What's the job? Slow down a track land or a mile a day. Think you can do it? Maybe. Pull up some rails, burn supplies. Yeah, maybe. What's the idea? If Carney doesn't lay at least five miles of track every day, he'll be fired. I'll step up. I'll get his job. Fine. Now, what do I get out of it? You go into business, Pat. Business? You'll get the contract to supply the road with beef. There'll be no questions about where it comes from, and you get top prices. Now and then we can manage a mix-up on the cloud. You might get paid double or triple. Uh-huh. By the time the railroad's finished, you'll be a rich man. Yeah, yeah, sounds good. But I can't wait all that time to cash in. I got expenses. How much will you need? Five hundred to get started. Yeah. Got it right here. You what? I'll count it out. Where'd you get five hundred dollars? You told me once it wasn't healthy to ask questions out in this country. There's your expense money. Put your boys to work tomorrow night. Tuttle reported to the Lone Ranger, and together they rode back to their camp. Bat's men are going to work tomorrow night. Ah! The miles of track they could tear out. They may burn the ties that have been piled along the grating. Bat has enough men, they might even raid the construction camp. Mm, what you do? Tell Sheriff? No, he doesn't know me. He has enough trouble keeping order in Carlton. It's up to the railroad to protect their property. You go to Carney? Warner would deny everything. It's only your word against his. Jeff, only fellow you know around here. You're not suggesting that I send him to Carney, are you? Oh, no, no. That's not good. I doubt if he'd go. The only thing we can do is to patrol the right of way ourselves, Toto. Catch Bat's men red handed. Ah, Monsilver, get him up. Stop. The following night, young Jim Wilson was unable to sleep and decided to ride over to his father's spread, which was north of the railroad, between the construction camp and Carlton. He followed the tracks for the first few miles to the east, and just as he was about to swing away from them... Whoa, whoa, boy! He drew rein and dismounted. A short stretch of track had been ripped up. This is Paul's work. Must have got some of the old timers to help him. Ties are still in place, though. It'll take long to lay the rails again. Paul be arrested sure as shooting. Unless, well, why not? I could get these tracks back in place before morning. All I need is a sledgehammer and some spikes. Get them. Come back here. Yeah. Tomorrow, Paul and I'll have a showdown. Steady, boy. Get up there. Tuttle had spent the day in town watching Bat while the Lone Ranger stayed close to the camp, keeping an eye on Warner. At 12 o'clock that same night, they met outside Carlton and rode west along the trail that paralleled the tracks. You're sure Bat was still in the cafe when you left town? Him still there. 
All day, men come and talk to them. Outlaws. Ah, and look plenty bad. But there's no sign of any damage so far. We're only a few miles from the camp. You listen, Kimasabi. Yes, I hear it. From around the bend. Did the outlaw tear up track? Sounds more like someone driving spikes. Montulu, I'm up south. He's repairing them. Oh, I'll see us. Run for horse. Try to get way. Going for his rifle, we'll have to stop that. Up with your hands. Keep away from that rifle, or I'll come closer. You in. I'll reach it. Come on, Scout. Scout. Easy. Oh, Scout. Oh, That's him. Indian. He must have This Jim Wilson. Yeah. And if Paul hired you to do this job, you can tell him. But... Easy, Silver. Easy. That you called your horse? His name is Silver. What's your handle, Indian? Uh, me called Tonto. You must be the masked man Paul used to talk so much about. Your father and I are old friends. But you couldn't do a thing like this, not, not even for a friend. We didn't, and neither did your father. He threatened to. He wants to stop us building the railroad. So we both know that when your father loses his temper, he says a lot more than he means. Well, that's what I've been hoping, but who else could have torn up these tracks? Do uh, you trust Warner? Warner? Well, I guess so. He's Carney's assistant. He wants to be more than that. He wants Carney's job. I don't understand. All right, I'll explain. Your father's threat gave him an opportunity he's been looking for. He's hired a band of outlaws to slope the work on the railroad. He hopes that Carney will be fired as a result. Do you have any proof of that? Not yet. And I can't accuse one of anything, can I? No, Jim. But you can go to Carney and tell him what you found here. You blame Pa. Well, perhaps at first. But tell him to place guards all along the line. Let him capture a few of the men who are really responsible. Your father will be in the clear. Kimasabi, you look up on Ridge. Their men wear bandana on face. The outlaws you've been talking about. That gowns men. The men who tore up this track. The men who have been hired to wreck the railroad. It's up to you to warn Carney. It's up to him to capture them. All right, get mounted. Right. Them open fire. Get going, Jim. We'll cover you. Get up there. Outlaws come after us now. We'll give them another volley from here. Keep shooting as you ride, Toto. One silver. The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger adventure. Before the next exciting scenes. Please permit us to pause for just a few moments. Continue. The 
Lone Ranger and Tottle led their pursuit straight toward the railhead camp. But the outlaws reined up a mile away from it, wheeled their mounts, and rode off into the southern hills. The masked man and the Indian took cover on the wooded ridge to the north of the tracks. And meanwhile, Jim dismounted beside the coach that served Carney as an office and living quarters. Whoa, whoa, boy, whoa. The chief engineer stepped out onto the rear platform. Who's that? Jim Wilson. What's up? I thought I heard shooting. You sure did. There's a band of outlaws to the east. They tore up some of the tracks. Outlaws? You mean freighters? No, sir. They were shooting at me. Pulling his hands wouldn't do that. What's the matter, Chief? Well, Jim says outlaws. I think it's freighters. They've been tearing up the tracks. Well, let's get after them. We can find them easy enough. Jeff Wilson's spread. It's to the north. Pretty close to Cobb. No, Paul wasn't one of them. Well, he's behind this. How many horses out in the corral, Warner? About uh, 20. Well, pick out 20 men in order to ride and handle a gun. Right away. Oh, no, wait. I'll get the men together. You ride into Carlton and get the sheriff. We want the law on our side. That's a good idea. You're all wrong. Paul didn't have anything to do with it. Get us. going, Warner. We'll meet you just outside of Carlton. Mr. Carney, will I you? understand how you feel about this, Jim. You don't want your father to be arrested. Well, you don't have to be in on it. I'm leaving you in charge of the camp until we get back. I'm on my way, Chief. All right, hurry. Roll out of your blankets, men. Roll out. <laughs> The Lone Ranger and Tottle had been watching the camp, and when Warner headed for Carlton, Tottle went after him. Fifteen minutes later, Carney and his men followed in the direction of town. The Lone Ranger recognized Jim standing at the edge of the camp and called to him. Jim. The young engineer came running toward him. Yes, sir. It hasn't worked out right at all. Why not? Carney thinks it's Paul and his friends who tore up the tracks. Nothing I could say would change his mind. Where's he gone? To town. He sent Warner ahead to pick up the sheriff. From there, they're riding north to Paul's place. They're going to arrest him. But didn't you tell him... The men who tore up the tracks were outlaws, sure, but... But I didn't accuse Warner of being in on it. I, I didn't think it'd do any good. Well, why didn't you go with Carney? He wanted to keep me out of it. He, he left me in charge of the camp. How many men have you got? There's 20 or 30 left. Can you arm them? Why, there may still be a few rifles left around. Break them out. Give them to your best shots. You figure we're going to be attacked? It wouldn't surprise me a bit. He's a centipede for... Where are you going? To find Toto. Warn your father and prove to Carney that he's made a big mistake. Montilda! <laughs> Since Warner had been sent to get the sheriff, it seemed reasonable that he would take the opportunity to contact Bat. The Lone Ranger followed the ridge trail, and Silver's great speed allowed him to overtake and pass Carney's posse. When he reached the town, he took the back streets to the rear entrance of the Silver Rail. He found Scout there, and he dismounted to wait for Tonto in the shadows. A few minutes later, Tonto left the cafe by the rear door. Himasabi. Ah, oh, me glad to see you. Warner, come here and talk with Bat. Me hear part of what them say. Well? Warner come here to get Sheriff. Then meet Carney and men outside town. Go to Jeff's place and arrest him. I know about that. Uh, what else did he say? Well, him tell Bat. There are not many men in camp. It good time to attack camp. Burn coach where Carney have office. Burn supplies. I had an idea they might try something like that. Uh, what we do? First, we'll ride to Jeff's place. We can get there ahead of the posse. And then what? Then we'll lead the posse back to the camp. Will them not follow us, Kimasabi? They will if they think we're trying to get away from them. Easy, Senator. Easy, Scott. Easy, fellow. Half an hour later, the Lone Ranger and Toto pulled up in front of Jeff's ranch. Oh, easy, Scott. Easy, Scott. Get a horse saddle for him, Toto. Ah, he do it. Open up, Jeff. What's the idea of wrapping a man out of his... Here. Let me get a look at you. 
Don't you remember me, Jeff? It's a mess, man. What are you doing here? Listen, a band of outlaws tore up some of the tracks east of camp tonight. They did, eh? Well, that's good news. More power to them. The sheriff and Carney and a posse of railroaders are on their way here. What for? To arrest you. Uh, Carney thinks you're the one who led the outlaws. Uh, rather, he believes that it was you and your friends who tore up the tracks. After the way you talked the other day, he may be able to persuade the sheriff he's right. Well, just let him try to arrest me. They lay a hand on me and I'll fill him full of lead. You're one man against twenty. You'll fight with me, won't you? Not that way, Jeff. You don't think I tore up the tracks, do you? No. Not that it ain't a good idea. You'll change your mind about that after I've had a talk with you. It'll take more than a talk to change my mind about anything, especially the railroad. You ought to know me better than that, mister. I got a reputation for being ordinary, and I'm proud of it. I think your son's life means more to you than your reputation. Huh? What's Jim got to do with this? What about Jim? His life's in danger. The best way for you to save it is to ride with Tonto and me. Come along. Jeff on the black, Sheriff. You're right. Uh, who are the two men with him? Must be friends of his. Could be they heard me talking to the sheriff in town and rode ahead to warn him. Come on, we'll catch him. Get him, Black. Get him. After his talk with Warner, Bat Gowan had ridden south to the outlaw's hideout in the hills, and from there he led his men onto the construction camp. Half a mile away, he stopped to give them their final instructions. Hold, 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 hold. We'll use engine tactics. Make a big circle around the camp and keep moving. So they don't have much in the way of a target. You wait for word from me before you close in. That big hombre that rides white horse still in camp? What big hombre? I don't know. One of the railroaders, I guess. We told you. We chased him and young Wilson and an Indian back to camp earlier tonight. Is he wearing a mask? Mask? Oh, it couldn't be the man I mean. Well, whoever he is, he sure can shoot. We better pick him off before we try to close in. He'll take your orders from me. Now let's go. The Lone Ranger, Toto, and Jeff Wilson allowed the posse to keep them in sight as they cut a southwest diagonal through the hills. At last, they topped the ridge above the camp. Hey, you guess we right. They are attacking the camp. It wasn't a guess. Otto heard Warner give the order. Well, come on. Let's give Jimmy a hand. So get things straightened out with the sheriff and Carney first. Wait here for them? There'll just be a lot of blather. What's the good of that? We'll have to wait long. Oh, here come Posse now. Raise your hand, Jeff. Well, leave and take this all right. We got him, Sheriff. Look at the two men with him. Masked man and an Indian. You're under arrest, Jeff. Not too fast, lads. You heard me talk about this masked man. He calls his horse Silver. Those are silver bullets in his cartridge belt. Silver? Well, I'll be a longhorn maverick. You'll be worse than that. You'll be all kinds of a fool if you don't listen to him. What's all that shooting? Your camp's being attacked, Carney. Not by Jeff's friends. By outlaws who are working for Warner. For Warner? Yes, Warner. Where is he? Why, he was riding alongside me. They've let him get away. Tantos him. Him right down slope, over there. All right, I'll go after him. Why not try to surround the outlaws, Sheriff? You have enough men. Right. You're taking orders from this owl hoot? Better leave everything to me, Carney. I'll handle this roundup. Monsignor! At the foot of the ridge, Warner was holding a hurried conference with Bat. 
schemes up. Uh, we're doing all right. Oh, the sheriff and Carney and Apazio will be coming over that ridge shortly. That is no. We've been chasing Jeff. There was a masked man and an Indian with him. A masked man? I caught a good look at his face in the moonlight. We're up against the Lone Ranger. Then let's hightail it out of here. In five minutes. What for? I'm going to ride in a camp. The men will hold their fire when they see it's me. I'm going to get Connie's cash box. Five minutes. All right, go to it. Get up there. Jim Wilson leaped to his feet as he saw Warner ride up. Oh, what are you doing back here? Where's Carney? Find out soon enough. Hey, where are you going? What are you going to do in that car? Take your hands off me. Oh. Warner brought the barrel of his gun down on the side of Jim's head. The young engineer slumped to the ground. Warner ran up the steps of the car and entered it. He knelt before the safe, quickly worked the combination, swung the door open and reached for the cash box. As his fingers closed on it, a hand of steel gripped him by the shoulder and jerked him to his feet. Come here. The masked man. Warner swung the heavy cash box at the Moon Ranger's head. He moved his head just enough to avoid the blow, and then he crashed a solid right to Warner's jaw. I take it. Warner sank to the floor. The sheriff won't have any trouble finding you here, Warner. Adios. Bat and his men waited too long for Warner. The sheriff and the railroaders cut off their escape, and after a sharp gunfight, they surrendered. When Jim Wilson opened his eyes, he found that he was lying on the canvas cot in his own tent. Oh, well, rest easy, son. You've got a nasty crack on the head. Oh, I'm all right. It's my fault. I'm sorry you got such a stubborn old man. You've got nothing to apologize for, Jeff. Oh, yes, I have, Connie. I'm the one who made the mistake. I gave you plenty of reason for it. Paul, that, that sounds like you changed your mind about the railroad. Yes, what I've done, Jim. Good, but but why? How come? Our friend who rides the white horse. Remember what I said the other day about not minding if you were a surveyor like George Washington? Yeah. Well, the masked man had an answer for that one. He said times change and people got to change with him. He said the railroad means a lot to the whole country. And if George Washington was alive today and was your age... He'd be doing just the kind of work you're doing. Well, she made me think. He's... He's right. And... And I'm proud of you. Thanks, Paul. It makes me feel fine. It makes me feel some better myself. Who is your mysterious mask friend, Jeff? You promised you'd tell me all about him. Well, Connie, he's another fellow like George was. Loves his country and likes to help the folks who share his feelings. He's the Lone Ranger. Thank <laughs> you.
of the Lone Ranger Incorporated, created by George W. Trendle, produced by Trendle Campbell Enterprises, directed by Charles D. Livingston, and edited by Fran Stryker. The part of the Lone Ranger is played by Brace Beamer. Brace Beamer.